and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Travels hostess. Tonight, it's a road trip with the panda. Yeah. <laughs> so we are still in San Diego, Texas. And as I shared last week, San Antonio, Texas is in our foreseeable travel plans future. I'm not sure if it's going to be November or December. Oh, you're talking about my brother's graduation. Correct. Yes, yes. It sounds like November. I'm guessing November. Right. November, December, which wouldn't be bad. Right. No one won't go during the summer. No, no, no. Hot murder. Well, (laughs) so doing this podcast actually kind of, you know, got me a little excited because there are, San Antonio seriously is an extremely paranormal hotspot. And well, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, that's bigger ghosts, say. bigger trucks, bigger and, signs. And it sounds like the Alamo is truly one of the most haunted places. But, it, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. So many people died. Well, a couple hundred. But, I mean, still, it was a lot of people. I mean, it's got a history of violence. The whole area it is. Yeah, it never, it never really stops. I wouldn't know. I've never been attacked. Well, I've gone through Dallas, obviously. Through what? Dallas, the airport. Oh, I thought you were trying to say Dallas. No, Dallas. Oh, so what the fuck? The airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've driven through Texas. It's long. It takes a whole day to drive from one point to the other. Really? Yeah. And like, yeah, <laughs> it's long. <laughs> it's very long. And so you you know go from New Mexico, you hit Texas. You're like, cool. We're gonna see some something. And so the yellow rose of Texas is boring. Well, it, I mean, I, I didn't go to the southern, so I didn't go down to uh, San Antonio or nothing like that. So the, the biggest city I hit was 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 Dallas, which so is a pretty big city. OK, Um, but, you know, other than that, it's, you know, where we are, it's, you know, it's not flat. It, there's there's mountains. There's, there's something you could always see without in the range. Right. And but you know which direction is which because of the mountains. Right. You can you can kind of have a gauge. But when you're in Texas, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, and if, but there's, there's it's flat. Okay. You don't see nothing. I mean, even New Mexico and Arizona, there's some there's some there's some hills. Right. I mean, there's some there's some trailer parks out there. Okay. Like in, <laughs> you know, some Walter White action going on over there. But you know. Right. You know, there's something you can see, but Texas, I mean, it's just flat. Flat, okay. So I mean, those those flat earthers might have something going for themselves here. All right. Well, I mean, that, not to discredit Texas, we stopped a couple times. Everyone seemed all right. Okay. It was cool. No one, but no one like gave me. I mean, I'm not. No drama. No drama. Yeah. Right, Some people right. like go through like Texas is the worst. They're racist or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, uh, 
don't know. All right. Well, we'll find out. Well, well I, I mean, was a racist, but there's killers over there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So there's so there's yeah. killers in Texas. Killers in Texas. Okay. Who knew? Who knew? So Texas killers. Right. So I mean, that's there's no more marshals. They don't have you know the uh, Texas Rangers. Yeah, I mean. The Rangers aren't out there. You know, sheriffs anymore. So I'm um, tonight, as we had mentioned, we do have and San Antonio in our future travel plans. And last episode was our paranormal travel itinerary. But tonight we're going to talk about a killer in Texas. Yes. And Panda is doing the driving. Yes. So we go up a little north. So as I said, Dallas, Dallas is going to be our stop. Okay. So it's not Dallas. San Antonio. Not San Antonio. So we go veer off. All right. We told Texas. So sticking with Texas. A lot, to, a lot to see in Texas. Regardless. Yes, so we're going up to Dallas. Well, I guess we'll start at Amarillo first. Am- Am- Amarillo? Amarillo? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's west. Okay. So like, It's a town in Texas. Yes, yeah, town in Texas. Um, so on August 10th, 1933, our killer, hashtag spoilers, or I should have said our character, huh? Our character of our, our road trip. Uh, Charles Frederick Albright is born August 10th, 1933. 33. Okay. 33. So, so this is a. Uh, uh. It's, it's kind of recent. So it's still, I mean, I guess 90s aren't recent anymore. 90s, 80s. Wow. Are recent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's true. Nine, people in their 90s are turning 30 now and something. Ouch. Yeah. So, and I've, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Repression. Regardless. So, in tech, so this, uh, Charles was born August 10th, 1933. Uh, but he is born and then given away. He's adopted. Okay. Um, he is adopted by a, a couple. They're together. A grocer, a grocery bagger, and a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Four- I guess they can afford that back then, but okay. Yeah, so it's, I guess it worked out. Um, the, but it's the mom that's in charge of everything. Okay. Uh oh. So she's the, she's the girl. She's the one in charge. Okay. So, um, the dad just kind of goes and makes the money and comes home and hangs out. Does nothing else. Right. And okay. the mom stay at home and she's very strict about the way she raises her child. Oh. So, so she, okay. she forces or I'm gonna say force, but it, it's it's push force for a lot of things like. You know, my child's too good to have some certain things. Like, she he could never drink regular milk, so she even bought a goat. Oh. So she so he would have goat milk instead of, you know, cow Cow's milk. milk. Yeah. So just little things like that made him, you know, made him uh, practice, you know, piano. He didn't want to. And just really focus on study. I mean, hard pushing for studies and everything else. She was trying to make him a prodigy, it sounds like. Yes, but it's forced upon, and if it wasn't her way, you were getting you were getting dominated, basically. Okay. Yes. So nothing like your mother, you know. To an extent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play the piano. Never have I had goat's milk either, so I guess we're doing something right. <laughs> um, yes. However, it, it, it is a double-sided story. You know, now you're forced to do these things and kept at home and 
forced by Mommy Dearest to become perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, but he he does actually you know, take it in. He actually takes these this knowledge becomes a very knowledgeable young man. He actually you know he knows how to play the piano. He's very smart. He's very educated. He actually ends up being kind of charismatic with other kids and everything. Okay. So you know eventually mom kind of lets off, which is cool, but she's still you know her. Right. Um, and she forces him to pick up a hobby, and. The biggest thing that kind of fascinates him at a young age is uh, taxidermy. Uh. So he would go either kill little critters or animals. That's, there you go. That's or he the find them. Fi- quote, unquote, and, find them. Right. So, and then mom and him would quotes. get together and uh, she would help show him how to taxidermy. Or he would go to the taxidermist that was local in town who's willing to show him you know, how to do it. This is not a, it's not a very trade thing to have. No, this is not going good. I mean, sometimes, though, it's kind of nice to have a taxidermy around because in case you want Snuffles to get no, live forever. No, snuffle, no Snuffles some people, Some buried. people just can't let go. Correct. So, so, which is fine. But that's not me. It's not you. It's not me. Not my house. It's not my thing, <laughs> which is fine. Not my jam. However, so, so certain things required for taxidermy were a little expensive, so the eyeballs specifically were too expensive, so he never was able to buy eyeballs for the animals, so she would give him the buttons and he would sew them on for eyes. Oh. Right, so even the taxidermist when at a young age would would state that you know, he would come and look at them and almost fantasize which one he would want to buy. Right. And take home, but he never he never stole anything, he didn't do anything. So instead of a bike, instead of a skateboard, his preference is dead animals. Well, to, from what I gauge from it is he kind of mastered these small things it was it, 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 a master. He's a child. As you get older, you get better at it. But he, nothing could keep him entertained long enough. Nothing was ever good enough for him. Right. So essentially he would do something, like it for a second, and then kind of move on. The only thing that really stuck with him was kind of taxidermy, which was, you know, out of all the things that could have stuck with you. Okay. Right. Well, he was born in 33? Correct. So 44, 40, 44 makes him 11. Not like they had the internet, right? But, I mean, still dead animals. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I was eleven. I wasn't out there finding the the dead bunny on the side of the road, no. bring it home, saying, no. "Take out the teddy bear parts and put them in there." No. So, right. So he grows up to about high school. Um, he's actually well liked. He plays all sorts of sports. He knows he's very good at it. He's actually well built. He's a he's a charming young man, but. He unfortunately is uh, a little on the um. What's the best way to explain? So like, he's not crazy, but he 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 gets he gets in trouble. Okay. Some outlandish things, like so like you know so like I said, nothing's really good enough. So then he'll be like, you know what? I feel like doing this right now. So he got in trouble for burglary and theft. He actually got incarcerated for a year at the age of seventeen. For what? Um. Too much burglary. Oh. Yeah. So he yeah. So he ended up stealing the wrong thing from the wrong person and just they said enough. Right. So he gets out though, which was fine. He said a year, so yeah. Yeah, he gets out. So which is great. Good for him. Um Until. but he actually he actually as soon as he gets out, he goes to to school, uh teachers college actually, for pre med studies. Okay. And he accomplishes it. He does it. Or he was doing it, I should say. 
So he was doing it, and then he got in trouble again with the law, and then he was expelled from the school. Oh. So the child who is interested in taxidermy goes into pre-med. Correct. So this, I mean, most of our stories end up these these people killing animals, learning something about the human body. Right. Doing something wild. But even, so I mean, he, he just couldn't stop. But like, he was still a charismatic guy and doing like sports. He, he tried out for the football team. He became, he never played football in high school. He never played it professional, not professionally, but for the school. Right. He did like baseball, basketball. And then he did this to college and he's like, I'm going to just try football. I'm going to try out. And then he, he got the starting spot as a running back for the school. That's a very hard job. Right. Right off the bat. So, I mean, this, this guy is, you know, he's got the talent. He's just, he's just fucked up. So like, there's even an incident where his, at the time, best friend, his, his name was Andrew. He, his girlfriend, Andrew's girlfriend had broken up with him. Uh-huh. So, as a prank, Charles, he would, he, he took the pictures that he, Andrew had of her. Right. Because he, Andrew was going through his stuff, getting rid of him. As a prank, this was his prank, he took all the pictures and then he cut the eyes out of the picture and posted them on the walls in Andrew's space and, like, his uh, the ceiling of his bathroom. He pasted it on the walls and the ceiling. So everywhere he went, Andrew would see pictures of this eyeless girl, uh-huh. and he thought that was funny. Right. So but Andrew's I mean, like, what the fuck? Obsessed with the eyes much? Yeah, okay. Right. So, so, he, so yeah, and, and it just leads to his demise. He doesn't pass school because he's he keeps he gets expelled because he keeps doing stupid shit, gets in trouble, and mostly for stealing things. So it's just kind of is, is beginning to feed on crime, you know. Right. Start small. Start a little petty, work his way up. Right. So eventually, you know, he, he, he gets out of school. He ends up becoming more of an adult, as you do as when you grow up. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's a, right. It just doesn't stop. And you just no, There's no breaks. You can't just stop. Um, his parents eventually die. Or sorry, his adopted parents eventually die, um, and he's kind of only forced with sort of the only source of income is a uh, his, the rentals that they leave him. So he has a bunch of rental properties. I won't say a bunch, but enough to get by. And I mean, the guy's just weird. He just goes around. He he gets multiple jobs, and he never stays as any of them. He he even lies about being a professional bull rider, or bullfighter. I'm sorry, bull rider. He ends up making baseball bats. And he even falsifies documents and resumes, everything, credentials to become a high school teacher. <laughs> so he wants to go around kids now. Correct. So he now becomes a teacher for this high school. He becomes this biology teacher that actually becomes the lead of the science department, whatever. The high schools were very big back then. But he helps, you know, he ends up coaching the football team. He ends up being involved with the students, helping them out. And he's just a light guy by everybody until, you know, eventually he finds out that this guy is not who he says he is and he doesn't have the credentials to keep a teaching job. Right. So he's gone. Okay. So, But, I mean, he's still liked by the community. He's still got friends. He goes to play softball and everything else as time goes on. He's just, he's just a weirdo. And then he actually gets heavily involved. So in Dallas, there's a street. I forget the name of the street. I don't have the note on me, but... 
there's a street. It's like Cliff Cliff Road, Cliff area, something with Cliff. Okay. And it's it at the I don't know how it is now, but back in like the the eighties, I believe it was. So he's yeah. in his almost fifties. Right. So yeah, we're we're moving. I mean, this guy's n- living life. Doing nothing. Okay, never married, no children. He he's had a couple of girlfriends and stuff. He doesn't get married till later, but even then, that gets kind of different. He 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 gets involved with prostitutes. Is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, of course he does. Right. So he ends up hanging out with the prostitutes. He pays for them. I mean, and he kind of befriends them. He'll buy them meals to help out. Some of them need money for medicine or whatever they're they're doing it because they've been stuck in it for so long that they need. You know, help, and so they see this kind of older guy or whatever. And he's helping out, but I mean, he still, he still does his thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, gets his Jimmy done, right? If you want to call it that. <laughs> so I mean, even eighty five, he actually meets a woman named Dixie, and she has no idea about any of this allegedly. So he, so in, well, he doesn't really have like a, a station. He doesn't have a job. Right. He's just living up the rentals. And, like, they're hanging out. He would take her to the rentals to go do whatever he wanted to do and hang out with her instead of, like, do it. she's working. She's doing her own thing. Right. And this this ends up being, like, his go-to girl, and she's, like, in love with him. But no kids. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. Because he can hide, but he's, he's just, he's a charismatic guy. He can lie. Right. And even to this woman and saying, you know, I'm good, it's whatever, and she can just work for him, and she works, and, you know, they they share the money. Right. It's just it's just shitty. Okay. So after that, he actually, so he's making it this far. And so fortunately, there's no, there's no confirmed of anything that he he's done anything throughout this whole time. Not until 1990. A woman by the name of Mary Pratt is found dead on December thirteenth, nineteen ninety. She's she's a prostitute. Okay. She was found breast exposed. She'd been shot in the head. So when they find the body, nothing. I mean, it, it at this time in the nineties, the, the most cops and everything is they're kind of already assume if you find a prostitute, it's, it's the same story of them. You don't know what happens to them. They have no sense of security. It usually ends up this way. Right. So, there's nothing out of the ordinary at first. I mean, the fact that she's dead. So, until the autopsy comes around, and she's doing her thing, she's doing it, the, the medical doctor's doing the autopsy, and she goes to check the color of the eyes. Because the eyelids are closed, and she opens the eyelids, and guess what's missing? Her eyes. The eyeballs. Okay. But the thing of it is, is there's no, in, there's no, there's no, it's not a mess to take the eyes out. Like, what's, what's what I'm trying to say? It's like I think you just pluck them out. Well, let's think. It's not like it was forced out. It was it was a clean job, basically. So I'm trying to say. So someone sucked the eyeballs no, out. No, no, like sucked the eyeballs. But it's like if I try to take your eyes out, it, it's like someone knew what they were doing. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. All right. It was a clean snatching crab. removal. Removal. Yes. <laughs> It wasn't Snatch like some because they they were saying that if something like that was to be taken, you could notice pretty early by by the eyelids or around the eye socket that's you know something had been tampered, bruising, bruising cuts. Okay, 
So whoever did this knew how to do that without any indication. Correct. Indicators. There was no indicators that the eyes had been removed at all. Okay. Until they looked and they saw there was no eyes. So now that that was the first, like, what the fuck? So now the, the like who does this sort right. Of thing? So now the, the police are a little bit more intrigued to kind of find out who you know who the fuck would do that. Right. So not too long after that, another prostitute pops up and states that she was with Mary because she was hired by another man, by the man, to have a threesome with Mary and the other prostitute's name was Veronica Rodriguez. So Veronica stated that she was knocked. She was hit in the head, and but came to just in time to see Mary get shot in the in an open field. So when she saw Mary get shot, she she ran away. She got the fuck out. She got the fuck out. So, but unfortunately, she's she is very skinny due to drugs, and her brain is fried. Right. Due to all the amount of drugs, and she's well known by the cops. The, the the prostitutes have a good I'm not saying like a system but like the cops know who the prostitutes are but right. you know they can't there's so many there's so much that they can't do but they do know certain people and Veronica is one of those people she's on their she's on their list right, she knows right. they know so do they marginalize <laughs> her her statement because of her history her criminal right. history right so she states that she gets away she's running away she ends up because of her size, she ends up hiding in a drain, a drain pipe, like you know those fields that you see on the side of the road. It's right. kind of small. She was able to crawl in there and hide out long enough to until th- the bad guy left. Right, and she ran to the nearest house she could find, and ended up being a truck driver's home. And his name was Axton Schindler. Okay. So now the cops, you know, they have this testimony, and but they don't really, they're not really sure how to believe it. And she's right. attention. She's a, she's a, she's. A, and she's stoned. Did she take the cops back to where the body was shot? Because you can marginalize people, but you can't marginalize, or you shouldn't marginalize evidence or crime scenes. That's the bottom line here. Right. But they, they're tossing her testimony out the window. Okay. Well. Because they're chalking up, okay, it's one murder. Sure, it's different, but okay, how can so- we believe you? We So... Uh, so there's been she's cried wolf before. Okay. Okay. So what ends up happening is another another body is found. So on February 10th the following year, the victim Susan Peterson, who was also a prostitute, was found and dead mutilated the same way. Missing eyes. Correct. So now at this point, it's now out in the open that someone's killing prostitutes. And taking their eyes. So they deem the killer the Dallas Ripper or most commonly known as the eyeball killer. Oh, okay. Right. So now the police are coming down a little harder and Do they circle back to Veronica or Right. No? Okay. So they come down harder and they're trying to tell the prostitutes and everybody that's running their their system, they're cracking those like, Hey, this is not a good time to be doing this. Someone's out there, someone's doing some stupid shit. And your lives are in danger even more now. So they're trying to stop it even more, but, you know, it's so large at this point, it's hard to stop. Right. So they end up do following Veronica to a point. So they're like, well, maybe we should kind of go back to her. And they actually catch her with doing uh, her work 
with the truck driver that saved her. Okay. And so they, you know, they catch her and they're going to arrest him for, you know, doing what he was doing. And she's like, don't arrest him. I was doing it for free. You know, he saved my life. He saved my life. So she's sticking with her story. Right. This is this karma. Th- right. But now they're, so they're thinking, okay, so maybe she was fried out and this is actually her attacker. Oh, God. They're going to turn on the truck driver. Right. So they turn on him and they now he's the prime suspect of this but he's he's good he's an alibi he you know he and and now they're back to kind of ground zero and she doesn't really remember what he looks like or anything like that and so because she's who she is she she has a vague she described the salt and pepper kind of hair kind of burly man which is his description to a point but that doesn't really help right caucasian doesn't help right you're in texas yeah you're in texas big man salt pepper hair so older man okay well, all right. Well, thanks for that. So, but they do realize. So they do. They do get one thing to like. They kind of question. Well, who owns the property? And sure as shit, it's Charles himself. Okay. So Charles owns the property. So what ends up happening is March the next month they find Shirley Williams. So. I'm sorry, I should just go back a second. So now that the killer has now been, you know, announced to the public, because now it's a story. The, now, oh, you mean now that... Now that the story of the eyeball killer is okay. on the loose. Okay. So now there's now there's some heat under Charles now. Right. So, and this is where it, it kind of begins the downfall, I guess. Not even the downfall, but he changes his MO. Okay. So next month, March 18th, he, they find the body of Shirley Williams. This one's this one's different. The first two were were Caucasian, and now Shirley Williams is African American, slightly different. Well, serial killers <laughs> don't normally kill or change their like their victim uh, right. profile. They usually stick to it. The last two were about twenty seven to thirty range. I think she. I think the the second victim was thirty two. This one was also thirty. The the third victim, Shirley. So, she she was killed the same way, but this time, her eyes were taken out, but it's messy this time. So, they it's you can see the cuts around the eyes. They actually, there's actually an X-Acto blade. He uses an X-Acto blade? Well, there's an X-Acto blade in her, like, cheek right here. Like, right oh, here. he left it there. He, it's in there. Okay. So... He didn't figure out that he probably shouldn't touch the eyes. He didn't figure that part out. I mean, they're calling him the eyeball ripper. Killer. That killer, the eyeball killer. Right. Why are you touching the eyeballs if you know right. people so, are on to well, that that's what, that's what, Well, that's what it is, too. It's like this one has facial bruises, a broken nose. And so, so It looks like she's been punched. Okay. So maybe this was this, they just went bad this time. Don't know. Okay. Be, because, unfortunately, after all is said and done, he denies everything. Even to this day, he's still in. Um, oh, he's still alive. He's still alive. He's, he's like eighty something. Well, no, he's no, ninety. Ninety something. Oh, so he might. Based well, on what I've seen, he's still alive. And last I checked, he's he was up for probation. But, oh, oh my god! But I mean, he, because at that point you can't do anything at ninety something. Ass a wheelchair. Right. Okay. But he denies it still. So regardless, regardless. So what's up happening is is that. Some of the prostitutes end up coming up and saying that they're normal, regular, which is 
someone they don't want to give it away yet. They want to know they're good. Uh, has been acting differently. So like Charles would come around and be nice and stuff, but then he started changing his attitude, mm-hmm. and they start he started tying them up, yelling at them, beating them up, just doing weird shit. But they they couldn't do anything. Right. And another prostitute even comes up and states that uh, a salt pepper haired man. Um tried to, to attack her, but she was only she saved herself because she had a can of mace. Okay. So are they starting to track their Johns? Cause right. So they're now they're putting it together and then at uh some point they connect that the, the owner of the property is Charles. Right. And they see Charles and they're like, well that's kind of weird. And they actually they investigate him some more and they find weapons. Unfortunately the weapons used to kill Shirley and Shirley and Susan it, they don't match, and neither does any of them. Sorry, any of them match. In the 1990s, they would have that kind of forensic. Correct. So, I mean, but unfortunately, he's got a plenty of weaponry. He has weapons available to him. Well, he's Texan, so. <laughs> that too. So, unfortunately, it doesn't help them. And so, but the Veronica, the druggie, and right. this new prostitute that survived the attack were able to identify him out of a... You mean a lineup? Yeah, like a lineup, yes. So they were able to identify... Well, they were able to identify that this looks like the guy. This is the guy. That's I mean, that's something else for them, but nothing. So they take him to court, and they actually pin try to pin him on another murder for something that happened in 1988. So they, they're trying to pin him with four murders. Okay. One that's not relevant to the case, but has similarities... So, like, maybe that's the guy, too, kind of fits time frame. And then Mary, Susan, and Shirley. Okay. Three prostitutes murdered the same way. One was uh, mutilated from the, in, the, in the face. So they search his property. They find weapons. They find exacto blades. Th- you know, things that, you know, match. What the killer would have Would used. have. And, what would, and then they find out his background. They find out about his taxidermy. Kind of pro- not profession, but, you know. Hobby. Hobby, but nothing substantial. Nothing really substantial to connect at least Shirley and Susan. So these victims weren't raped or assaulted? No semen on the scene of or their bodies? No semen on them. They did find a condom that was red, but they he they chalked it up to that maybe he used it with his girlfriend or his wife, whatever she was, mm-hmm. who was on menopause. Oh, okay. So. That went gross real fast. I mean, you'd think it was like a DNA test or something would have worked. In the 90s. Well. It's hard because it's like, you know, no one's ever really thought about testing that or doing that. I don't know. So, I mean, but there wasn't anything like that. So, it didn't have anything on him. Enough to be like, he for sure did it. So, but it did go to a, 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 a trial by a jury. Okay. So it's up to the people. And so, but I mean, you know, they hear about all the stuff he's done, but him going through jobs, not having a job, working for the school, lying about credentials. I mean, they it all comes out. Right. Especially one time he actually joined a church, and then he was loved by the people there at the church, and then he ended up babysitting for a couple or something because they, you know, they trusted him. Right. With their daughter. Oh God. And it turns out she he she was sexually assaulted by him. 
but he got off on it and they they brushed it under the rug. So the church knows he's a fucking molester. Well, they do that, you know. Well, yeah. So Catholic church. But the family and stuff knew about it and he got away with that too. So I mean this I mean this is I mean that's because that's who he is. He's a he, he you could just look at him and you wouldn't think it's like a thing. Is he good looking? He's not that good looking. I seen some pictures, he's not that good looking. But he's I guess he's charismatic. These these killers never look like a handsome devil. Not uh, even Ted Bundy. I don't think he was that handsome. Zach Efron was was handsome. That was giving him credit. Alright. So I mean the biggest thing they can get on him for him is that everything is circumstantial. The biggest thing they got is that there's squirrel hairs matching on the body's clothing or what's left of their clothing and his clothing. So he owns the property, and it's weird they would have his, their hair, that that type of hair. Squirrel's hair. Right. On the bodies of the victim. On him. Right. On his property. Right. That's not weird. Well, it's it's... It's like it's all circumstantial, but it's just enough to convince the jury to convince the jury okay, of well, one count of murder for Sherry Shirley Williams. Okay, so the last victim gets the last victim gets justice. Okay, but dude, good thing about Texas though they don't fuck around with law. So thanks to the jury and thanks to the the court, he got a life sentence. Okay, all right, go Texas. So yeah. But they didn't hang on that. You think Texas? Well, you think be... that'd be pretty cool if they did. Yeah, but doesn't happen. He's apparently still alive. Yeah, he's he's not dead. Oh, I lied. He did die. He died last September. Okay. I looked it up because I was like, he's probably dead. He died at eighty-seven. Okay, so he's dead. <laughs> he died but last not by year. The, Correct. But not by the justice. So the, when I got my information, he was up for probation. Okay. So I don't know if he got out. He probably didn't. But so he was never he was never convicted of the other two killings of the prostitutes, but the eyeball killer still struck. And the eyeball killing probably stopped after his ass got arrested. Well, coincidentally, they just happened to stop. It's all circumstantial, apparently. So So they were able to confirm the squirrel hair, but no semen. That's interesting. Right. So he well, that's the thing is he's not on trial for having sex with prostitutes. Okay. So even if there was semen in there. But no, the point is, is that if he, say, for example, I bring you in, do you know Shirley Williams? I've never seen her before. Then why is your semen in her vagina? Because he bought her. Well, that's just it. If you told the cops, I've never seen her before, then why? I'm not saying he never said he saw her before. He's, he's, he is denying that he ever, he denies specifically stating he's never touched anyone's eyeballs before. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he can still. When take, I left that woman, her eyeballs were intact. He intact, can. He huh? can. He can plead guilty to having sex with these women because he was a regular for prostitutes. So he could have had sex with Shirley, or Susan, or Mary before. And if there was tracks in it, then he's good because he's. I've had sex with her. I paid money to have sex with her, and then what is he? What are they gonna do? Well, I mean, the, I mean, when? When did you have sex with her? Because they should be able to track, you know, when an estimated time or when the body was killed or when the victim was killed. You know. It doesn't help. Okay. That kind of thing doesn't help. 
Well, it's just if he admits guilty now, to so. being a sex addict or a problem, a mental head problem. I'm a sex addict. I can't stop sleeping with prostitutes. Please help me. He's going to get like a year in county, maybe. And there's okay. brothels and stuff, so that's the legal way. Well, you know, you know in, Debbie does that. You know, Reno here, they have, you know, the Bunny Ranch Bunny and all Ranch, that. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, you can go down 4th Street in Reno or whatever and do what you want. So poor Dixie. Yeah, she uh, she died while he was in custody. Well, I would have divorced his ass. I well, she stuck with him because he still stated that he never did anything. Right. Okay. Well, just so we are all clear, Ted Bundy's girl turned his ass in, so I should tell you where her prize. Well, not the one that had his kid. No, that was down the road. Yeah. All right, so Charles, the eyeball-plucking motherfucker. Yeah, the Dallas Ripper. The eyeball killer? The eyeball killer, the Dallas Ripper. That's another name they had for him, but yeah. Thanks for sharing. Four, six eyeballs will never get back. (laughs) Yeah, did they ever find the eyeballs? No. Oh, okay. I don't want to know Did they look at the animals? Nah, the I taxidermy? Don't, I don't know <laughs> about that. They didn't get. Why makes eyeballs look a little human? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they would have noticed all the other. They keep following had. me. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So okay, that's what we have for tonight. And like you said before, um, our future travel plans does actually include San Antonio. And because I kind of had my pick of all the paranormal places in San Antonio, chances are we're going to circle back around because there's still more killers in Texas and there's a lot of haunted places, if not in San Antonio and then other parts of Texas, without a doubt. All right, on to some business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I do have a Facebook page, and if you're curious or interested, check it out, send me a request. And in the meantime... If you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist attraction in mind or would like us to discuss a certain eyeball killer. A certain body part killer. The, the toes stomach, taker. Yeah, the toes taker. The, the toe licker. The toe licker. <laughs> Send us an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Panda? Cover your eyes. I don't know. <laughs> See no evil. Right. That's a that's actually a dark thought right there. Prostitutes have lives. That's right. They do. All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. <laughs>